welcome to the HBO Boys podcast. Today we are discussing Succession, Season 4, Episode 5, entitled The Kill List, in which the Waystar team heads to Norway. Shiv, Kendall, and Roman consider whether to fight for Logan's crown jewel or not with Matson, and all of them have different vibes on the subject. Uh, as Roman says, if a deal collapses in the woods and no one hears, is it an SEC violation? And I don't know the answer to that question, but probably. It's not. It's totally fine. Everything's fine. Oh, okay. With me here today is Justin, as he has been for the past few weeks. Hello. Hello. What's up? I know. Just chilling in the uh, mountains of Swede. Oh, it's Norway, actually. <laughs> That's what I meant, <laughs> they, dude. They brought on. it up. They brought it up. They're like, we're seeing Swiss, not Swiss, Swedish people. It's hard. I, I'm not in. I'm not Europe. And <laughs> why are we going to Norway? It's because they are still having their retreat there. And they are being sort of forced to go see Matson in this time of, well, they're all still sad. Fair. Kind of. A little bit. They, they're, their emotions are complicated. And now on top of that, they have to go to Norway, where into a mountain to talk to a two meter tall Swede uh, played by Alexander Skarsgård about the selling of Waystar Royco. Uh, they've been Roman and Kendall, that is, co-CEO for a day. And that is the amount of time it took for them to do something going against the promise they made, quote, on yesterday, unquote, to Shiv. There are multiple questions about this episode that I think we'll get into over time. One being, hey, is Shiv drinking? Mm -hmm. It feels as though she could have been fake drinking, just like not actually sipping, just pretending. But I don't know if you just get a water. I, I, don't, I don't know why you'd go to that length. Perhaps she's trying to keep up some sort of persona that of a heavy drinker that we're not aware of or perhaps she's trying to murder a child <laughs> <laughs> yeah those are the two options isn't that insane it's really one or the other she doesn't do the cocaine though so yeah that, that's that's positive she should have just full committed you know what i mean you're already and done already the drinking. cocaine like just throw the cocaine in the body see what happens life is your <laughs> oyster you know did you say life is your oyster? Yeah. Oh. Well. Um. You, you never you never heard of that phrase before? Or? I've heard it in other ways, with oh. other words. It was different, and I'm not going to say it made more sense. No. It, also, it didn't. The world is your oyster. I'm pretty sure that's oh. it. Yeah, you got it. I was on your <laughs> side. To be fair, I was going to kind of stick with you. <laughs> Oh, anyway, <laughs> so as this episode begins, we see Kendall. He is in a car on the way to Raystar Royco, rapping along with the music. Actually, no. Sadly enough, that was not this episode. It was the episode that started this whole show. This time, he is less of a, I don't know, child and more so serious, but still listening to the rap nonetheless. So... I was actually watching a YouTube video of the differences between how Kendall talks now versus, uh, well, episode and season one. God, he sucked in season one. Uh, he still sucks now, so I don't know. <laughs> he sucks in different ways now. Uh, I'm curious. I didn't see said YouTube video. What is the uh, what is the comparison here? What is the differences? Oh, it's when he just uh, walks into trying to buy Valter 
and is saying businessy jargon, but like he is a background extra in a Wu-Tang video. And that has changed where now he is saying businessy jargon, but he's in this analogy that I've somehow created. He is Malcolm Moore, you know? <laughs> Whoa, okay. Now we're really getting into it. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. I'm following. I'm following. Okay, great. I'm glad you are because I'm not. Great. So he arrives at Waystar Royco, baby's first company. We're all so proud. Roman is already there working. Seems like he's been there for a while. Maybe he's the better co-CEO or does time equal quality? Who knows? Either way, Roman is there. Uh, they discuss, they have a big movie that apparently is in shambles and they say some businessy jargon more so than uh, they did five minutes ago. And it's going badly, but it's not going to be their problem coming up here real soon, hopefully, or at least that's the plan. They also discuss how they're not selling ATN. And Roman's very happy with that because it was Logan's crown jewel, the thing he decided that he was going to keep and run uh, for a plethora of reasons. But that almost immediately goes out the window once they arrive in Norway. On the way there, Frank and Carl are putting on compression socks as to not <laughs> die on the airplane, a la their boss very recently. <laughs> Fucking dinosaurs, dude. Hilarious. Yeah. They I I was like, are they putting like like microphones in? Like are they undercover for the FBI? And and Sam sitting next to me and she was like, No. They're socks. They're old. <laughs> They're old person socks. And I was like, I wear compression socks. And she was like, uh-huh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Yo, she fucking got me, dude. Yeah, you got fucking uh-huh. I got got. got clapped. <laughs> anyway, I have uh, circulation issues. So. Where did you get those socks? Because I'd like some. The internet. <laughs> Thanks for all of your help. <laughs> You're welcome, dude. I'll send you a, a, a link to them. They're on oldfart.net. It's <laughs> .net now. They changed it. Uh, do you think that's going to ship via Logan Airlines? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, and uh, kind of come out like out of the bottom of the toilet where that them and his phone he was trying to fish out while he died. Tough times. Tough times. Great oldies, cool 101. So they get to Norway. Ken sees his tiny room. That's all he can seem to care about. Uh, Shiv is there, but they're obviously not running a lot of things by her. In fact, Matson sort of parses out Kendall and Roman from the rest of the cronies almost immediately and uh, just an immediate power play being like, I don't have people here. Why don't we just you us, us three go over in this corner and talk knowing that he is absolutely better at negotiating than these two clowns and he will most likely get the upper hand, but he really hasn't met the new version. And I know he, he knew them, uh, you know, recently. But he hasn't met the new version of these two guys. The newest thing about them is that their dad's dead. And that has changed the vibe a little bit. Ugh, no, no, they're, uh, they just seem still so fucking inept. And any, especially, I think it was in the after episode bit where they were saying that, you know, removing Logan from the show was kind of like a thing that needed to happen. That's the whole point of secession is for him to be seceded. Um, but they were talking about having, um, I'm sorry, Brian Cox 
uh, as an actor in a room holds mm-hmm. so much gravitas in a scene yeah. and he is the antagonist and everyone, the whole, the, all the kids are, you know, spent their whole lives just going and battling up against this mountain and now the mountain's gone and then it's like, oh, like, what are they going to do now? And man, is Skarsgård hopping into that role just so seemingly, seamlessly. Right. He's oh on a literal God. mountain in he, Norway. He is a literal mountain. He's 12,000 feet tall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Kendall, Roman, Matson are now vying for what this sale is going to be. They are within negotiations. There is some veiled hostility going back and forth. Like, they're jabbing each other a lot. Matson more so than the other two. Uh, Roman and Kendall sort of they're doing it back because it's happening to them. But Matson is making it a volatile situation. He is taking every opportunity to get the upper hand. He says he'll give them 187 per share, which is way more than they wanted to begin with. But it's because he wants them to put ATN back in the deal. All of the cronies are like, yeah, sure. Do that. That sounds amazing. Shiv at the same time says, yeah, who cares? Kendall is about 50-50 on the subject, and Roman's a hard no. This is the thing that his father loved. And I think this begins a journey in this episode that shows the difference between how Kendall is acting and how Roman is acting. Roman is acting, I think, how he believes Logan would have in this instance where he believes Logan would be like, no, I'm not giving you ATN. I already made a, a statement that I wasn't doing that. Don't mess around with me. Right. And Kendall is acting like this is what Logan should have done. If Logan had my smarts, he would have done <laughs> what I'm now going to. I'm the newer, sleeker, more efficient version of Logan. I will take what he's given me and I will use it, but with the actual knowledge of the real world and be a better version of him. While Roman's like, yeah, but he liked ATN. We can't get rid of it, man. Yeah, it's it's so tough. I, I'm just like specifically, I think I have a, a bias against Kendall where I just, I can't. I, I was burned because I wanted him in the in, in the initial season throughout the story, obviously, until like, I don't know, he kind of kills a kid. Um, sure, sure. <laughs> you're you're kind of like, come on, dude, like get it together. Like, stop killing kids. Stop killing kids, and you'll have a you whole gotta company. You got stop killing kids. Like you, you, you could have you had the world at your fingertips, and all you had to do was not kill a kid, and then you killed a kid. Like it's like, yeah. Now on. your world is at the bottom of the lake. At the bottom of the lake. Your fault. And they had to fish it out, and it was dead. And it being a, a, a kid, that yeah, that it wasn't a really good vibe for him, for sure. No, um, but really. the entire time you just watching him you're just waiting for him to kind of like shift into gear and like finally figure it out but even though he's i guess improved since season one it was a low bar to be fair right exactly so now it's just like he's like entry-level salesperson in a ceo position and it's like it i don't know it, it it can't work it doesn't feel like it's working and his confidence about it is just so incorrect <laughs> overwhelming <laughs> unearned it, it is so frustrating to watch him be so confident in this scenario talking and negotiating with Matson because he's like so smug so arrogant so like smirky and it's like right this guy is gonna ruin you <laughs> yeah you're facing mike tyson in mike tyson's punch out and you're not mike tyson correct 
Later that day, Greg gives Tom some background info on Mattson that he wears noise-canceling headphones during sex so that he can listen to podcasts. This is a reference to uh, a Leonardo DiCaprio rumor from way back. Google it if you'd like. It's, wow. uh, but it's, it's basically that. There's no different uh, thing. It's uh, that. I thought that it was a reference to this podcast. No. So that's that's kind of weird for me to hear because I was almost sure that they were saying that he was listening to this. Oh. Well, have me. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm sticking to it. <laughs> you know, I'm going to go with you. Yeah, I'm that's gonna, a better version it. of it. 100%. That's, he's what listening, that's what I heard. He's listening to a small recap and review television podcast. And I'm going to. Yeah. Absolutely. Greg also spills that he's heard of a, quote, kill list, unquote, uh, for the higher ups to, at Waystar to be laid off once the Gojo deal goes through. Here's a quick one off thing about Greg. He worked for so long in this show as a comic relief. But now that everyone is trying their very best to get very specific goals, do you get the feeling that he's a little out of place as a character? I don't. Oh, I, shit. Why? I am of the... You know how you want Connor to be president really badly? I want Connor to be president. I'm a conhead. I want Greg to win everything. President. <laughs> Not president. No, oh. Con- Connor can still be president. Right. But I want Greg to somehow find like a backdoor loophole in all of this through Logan's will that it actually goes to Greg rather than any of the kids or Tom or anybody because... I mean, Tom and Greg were by Logan's side for the majority of it. So, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm holding it near and dear. I think Greg's just been like the shit post this entire time. He's just the comic relief. He's the punching bag. And I think, I don't, maybe not so much for like the critical review of the show with him winning it all in the end and owning Roy Star and somehow finding a way to win everything. But right. I'm team Greg. I'm a, I'm a Greg head. Yeah, I... I'm not not Team Greg. I just, I don't know. He's getting such little pieces of these episodes. Pieces that feel like he, if he wasn't there, it wouldn't matter all that much. Come on, the Quad Squad? This episode would be nothing without the Quad Squad. That was very funny. (laughs) That was very funny. The amount of memes that came out of it as the NFL draft comes out and uh, and attributing... uh, Greg to Mac Jones is very funny. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. No. It's tough for you specifically. That's yeah, what, that's as a Patriots fan, now, that really cuts yeah, deep. Damn. Okay. Anyway. I'm about to look those up and uh, cry. <laughs> yeah. Just shed some tears. We then fast forward and as everybody eats and drinks, there's sort of another impromptu session between Mattson, Kendall, and Roman. One that again starts off in a contentious manner because Mattson is speaking in a language that the Americans don't understand. And I saw online they were doing a translation of the scene. You had a feeling, even without a translation, you got the vibe that they were talking shit. They were talking shit. With the translation, turns out, (laughs) they were talking shit. They were talking hella shit. (laughs) And then they stop talking in a language that Kendall and Roman don't understand. And Mattson continues to talk shit, calling Waystar a part shop and kendall says you know he comes back i don't care what you think which is a cool thing to say that's putting your line in the sand and that's strong except for the fact that mattson says next well you're a tribute band and i was like okay oh he's dead (laughs) at that point you're just kind of like 
Ah, okay. Ooh. They how is the rest of this retreat gonna go? Yeah, they're in trouble. Shiv then steps in as sort of a uh, just a person who gets in the middle, some sort of arbitrator who's like, "Hey, maybe this stops." And at this point, we meet Ebba, who is the comms director for Matson. He calls her an estrogen air freshener, which is okay and. No, well, okay. No, it's not okay. It's, it's not, okay. not okay. That's the Don't, point. Let's, let's, if you okay. didn't get... <sighs> okay. On the record, he said that that was okay. That was okay is what he said. Yeah. It's canon now. Great <laughs> Why job, are you dude. actively trying to cancel me? As I'm on Twitter right this moment. You're oh, canceled, no. dude. <laughs> no. Ebba is actively trying to cancel Matson in the situation in which she gets fired. She says she keeps notes and will write a book if she doesn't get paid off one day, which is fun. And Matson then zeroes in on Shiv and he says, you know, you think this is going to happen? And she says that it's potentially there, quote unquote. She doesn't know shit, though. Correct. Like, they're not talking to her about this. Uh, again, a day after they decided that it was going to be the three of them. It's so instantly not. And Matson most likely knows that they're all trying to stick together, but you leave one sibling out of a co-CEO position, there has to be some tension there. And getting them in a room with only the three of them, Matson, Kendall, and Roman, is obviously going to heighten that tension with Shiv. And then he just sort of pokes her with, how do you think this is going? And I think he knows that her answer is just one she's making up because she doesn't have any of the insider information because all of that information happened in a room where he was with two other people, one of which was not her. Right. He's a bastard. <laughs> yeah, he's a dick. He's really good at it. We then shift over back to Kendall and Roman, who are about done here. They have just been getting poked and prodded enough. I don't know if it's a situation where their skin is not thick enough. Or it's just a situation where they believe they have more leverage than they do. And maybe they do. But either way, they come up with an okay plan, which is they are going to try to tank the deal. But you have to be able to make that Matson's idea because in America, you have a fiduciary responsibility to your stockholders that if you get a number that your board thinks is big enough for said shares that you are selling, then you just have to do it. You, like, if, if the number is big enough, you can't just be like, no, I don't want to. Because <laughs> uh, you can get, that's illegal. Truly, like it's straight up fucking illegal. Like, that is the cornerstone of capitalism in one brick. Boom. You're, it's illegal. So says it right on the paper where it says, if number is high enough, you can't say, quote, no, I don't wanna. <laughs> I don't wanna. Crying though. emoji. Well, you quote. gotta. You gotta, <laughs> though. I don't know what to tell you. You it's gotta. The, it's the law. It's you gotta illegal. abide by the law. You're doing illegal stuff and you gotta stop. So that's the point. Kendall and Roman come up with a plan where they are going to make Matson feel as though this deal sucks and he doesn't want it. It was your idea not to do it, Matson. It wasn't, it wasn't our idea. I'm pretty sure that's called gaslighting. It is gaslighting. That's correct. And they are trying to gaslight a bullshitter and we'll see how that goes. So we then go to Matson and Shiv. She has gone back to his place for that evening. And I think there's clearly an attraction there, but that's really not what we're dealing with right now. Matson is 
bombed out of his mind. And he tells Shiv that Ebba and him used to be a couple. Uh, and that stopped because he just could not stop sending her his blood. I get it. I get it. It's hard sometimes, you know? It's tough. When you want to send someone your blood and they're like, no, and you're like, but please, come on. It's like, how, what greater gesture of romance? I mean, there's flowers, mm. there's mm-hmm. jewelry, mm-hmm. Uh, and at the top of that peak is uh, giant amounts of your frozen blood. It's just, big, it, big blood. I get it. I get it. Big him. blood energy. Yeah. Jewelry? You know what would be better than jewelry? Jewelry covered in blood. They don't call it a blood diamond for nothing. <laughs> they don't. They don't. They do because of all the death. Anyway, the point is Shiv just said to Matson, like, yeah, me and Tom didn't work out. Why didn't you and Eva work out? Because uh, of the blood. And she's like, oh, okay. I'm going to maybe fake sip this drink. Do you think she was? What, do you think, like, what, what, do you, what do you actually think she's doing here? I uh, don't think she wants the child with Tom, and she's oh. drowning it in booze. Shit. <laughs> that's, that's some heavy stuff. I'll have to rewatch, because I think if it's going to be something that's, like, specific, like they did that on purpose, I think it should have been, no, like, noticeable. Yeah. But she's not drinking it. Something you can maybe on like a second viewing be like, oh, 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 look at that. There it is. Leonardo DiCaprio. I mean, yeah, right. The second <laughs> time he's been brought up this podcast. Hell yeah. I think she's just faking it. I don't know why. Uh, I think it was just there for this conversation to happen so that while you're watching it, you turn to the person you're watching it with and you're like, is she drinking that? What's mm-hmm. going on right now? All the while, Kendall initiates Operation Tank the deal by having greg plant a story that everything is going very badly in norway he also has the uh, gojo people watch the terrible three-hour movie that they were talking about earlier in the episode just straight up torturing them but again madsen this ain't his first rodeo he knows it immediately Kendall and Roman are going up on a gondola car to meet Matson on the top of a mountain. It is at this time that Connor sends them a picture of Logan's dead body. Not good timing because Connor is putting together the funeral arrangements, which means we're going to get a funeral episode in the future. And I can't wait for that. It'd be so good. And it might have Logan in a kilt. So. And Greg is going to be there. So. <laughs> Yeah. This is right. going to be funny the whole time. It's going to be funny. If Greg gets out of that funeral without accidentally pushing over the casket, <laughs> I will be surprised. I was thinking more along the lines of him climbing into the casket. With <laughs> Logan? No, Tom. That's a Tom oh, thing to do for right. sure. Ugh, so many oh, possibilities. For, I, I forgot. Tom and Shiv sort of have a, an odd interaction. Odd? He, he flicked her in the ear. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And he, then wait, no, it's as thick as barnacle meat, dude. Oh my god. Yeah, your your earlobes are thick and chewy. Like barnacle meat. I, I it's just and then she sort of looks at him like Holy Who are shit. you? <laughs> Who's this assertive ear flicking gentleman? <laughs> anyway, Kendall and Roman are going up a goddamn mountain and they see Matson, which it goes poorly just immediately because Matson calls them out for what they're exactly doing. Are you trying to undercut this deal? Are you trying to Scooby-Doo your way out of this? And uh, he pushes them hard enough where it sort of breaks Roman. Roman has been struggling for days. He just saw a picture of his father's body and he sort of hits his limit. And as Matson is peeing on the top of a mountain, Roman 
lets loose on him. And he says, like, how dare you bring us here days after our father died? You couldn't give us any more time. You did this purposely. You're an asshole. I hate you. This deal isn't happening. We will come and do anything that needs to happen for this deal not to. And Matson leans into him and is like, well, you're boned. Because as we described earlier, he has a fiduciary responsibility, he, Roman, that is, and Kendall, so that if Matson says a big enough number, he knows the board will just make it happen. So you can't just come out and say, yes, we're trying to tank it. No, we're not going to do it. How about you fuck yourself? Because now Matson knows if I just make the number bigger, I win. But at the same time, I adored what Kieran Culkin being Roman did in this instance. It feels like Kendall is trying to be Logan plus and Roman isn't trying to be Logan. He was just trying to hold a candle to what Logan wanted. But this is the first time where I've heard someone else speak that wasn't Logan that sounded like Logan. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yep. He just said what he felt with no filter whatsoever and turning his head and closing his eyes to the consequences. And this is the episode that gets put in for Kieran Culkin to get his Emmy, right? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, his, uh, I think the whole episode in particular and lead up right to his like outburst, uh, his like uneasy, like whole bodily uneasiness and like has and anxiety and it, like he just is a ball of uncomfortability, mm -hmm. <laughs> I guess. And the, the sequence leading up to it where he said, your dad's a prick and yada, yada. Matson said, your dad's a prick, yada, yada, yada. And then walked up the hill to go to the bathroom. And then there was like that little moment where he just goes, mm, you know, fuck it. And then turns around and starts right. walking up back to him. I <laughs> just watching and just being like, oh shit it didn't yes. feel like kendall tried to stop him enough not uh, enough at all at I all th there wasn't even like a i maybe he gave out like a rome please don't rome, don't don't rome, dude. don't rome, dude but yeah no he didn't try nearly as hard as he should have or as this is coming from my recollection i don't re recall him attempting at all to stop him so that's yeah we'll, we'll once we finish this cap the ending of this episode was like some of like just writing perfection in like writing an event that could be like multiple different happenings. Yes, because we're going to talk more about this moment. So they get back on the plane. Matson now offers 192, doing exactly what he knew he could do, which is offer a number so high that they just have to take it. Shiv, unaware of the circumstances, takes a picture for Matson of. Roman and Kendall's faces, they are not in good moods. Shiv is in a pretty good mood. She tells Tom that he can fire Sid. And also, maybe if you want to have dinner, may, I don't know. <laughs> we could, eh. At which point, Matson uh, asks for the brother's faces in a picture form, and she does so. So, all the cronies, by the way, very excited. Golden parachutes for everybody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they're sort of surprised because to them, they don't know any of the insider stuff here. They just right. think Kendall and Roy went to the top of a mountain and did a good job. Which is crazy to... I, I feel for their... For them in that moment, particularly being like, oh, what? He he came in. The, the new number is 192. We're... We're doing it. We're, we're doing it. It's happening. Like they were expecting it all to just completely fucking melt down. 
And this is where the episode ends. Kendall and Roman not excited about the day's events. Roman definitely not excited. And Kendall is either not excited or acting not excited. So let's discuss this. Yes. (laughs) Because as I just said, when Roman decides to pop off on Matson, Kendall, he basically goes, oh, no, don't. And then falls asleep. Mm hmm. We add that to last episode where Roman and Kendall are getting the brief on how to deal with the public image of their now dead father. And Kendall walks up and says, on the DL, let's see the version that my dad would have done, the one where we throw him under the bus. So I think it's fair to ask the question, is Kendall setting Roman up to fail? Is it by design or by accident? And Either way, does he even know he's doing it? So is he smart enough to have this preconceived plan where he's trying to bury his brother and everyone else around him, to which would only make him the winner in the end, which, by the way, is what we discussed last time as sort of the ending that we wanted. Not, yes. So, yes, I think the f- one of the things I thought of as well in the sequences, why I said it was like a really, really, really a good example of great writing is when the ep- the episode ends and 192 is the number, he bumped up the number, they have to sell this, uh, Rome has his explosion, so it feels like Rome may have fucked everything up and that would kind of play into Kendall's game where he can kind of put the spotlight on Roman and say, look, see, he's unfit, that he fucked it up, this is what happened. I say, don't, we can't lose sight of Shiv. In this scenario, because mm-hmm. she is a PR expert and Matson just literally dropped a PR bomb on her lap to which she said, you know, uh, Carolina's really good with this stuff uh, and Jerry could help in this scenario. So, my thought was who's to say she didn't go, okay, when you're talking to Kendall and Rome, talk about how shitty our dad is. Rome will freak out. Bring the number to 192. I guarantee you that, that that'll be it. That'll be the the end of it and you don't have to interact with the number ah, again. You think there were words that Shiv said that we didn't see. By the way, Carrie and Jerry, what's the other one's name? Uh, Carolina. Yeah, Carolina. Both of those people not on the kill list. Correct. Exactly. That's why. So when the kill list came out, Carolina was saved. Jerry was saved. My immediate thought was, okay, Shiv saved them. For sure, because why would Matson save those two in particular for no fucking reason aside from saving himself from his PR disaster and as a, another gift to Shiv for basically giving her, him the number he needed to say from the board? Yeah, you know, in this scenario that you're describing, because I said she was being asked a question and then she was giving advice, really not knowing all of the context. But in this scenario, that she does know the context because Matson told her all of it, but we just didn't see it. And maybe later in the season, we come back to these moments where Matson has a longer conversation with her and she doesn't only know exactly what's happening. She is on the other side because she knows she's being fucked over already. I don't I think it's deeper. I think it's deeper than that. I don't even think that that conversation needed to have happened because she knows what the board needs to hear because Kendall and Rome have kept her out of their circle. 
So she's been with Jerry and all them outside of this whole conversation this entire time. So yeah. she's aware of what number that they need to hear in order to settle. And it doesn't matter what Kendall and, and Roman do at all. Also, by the way, she's not stupid. Correct. Matson figured out very quickly that they were trying to tank the deal. It would be weird if she didn't figure it out right away as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I wasn't giving her enough credit. And I knew that she had insider information now, right? Because she knows about the blood bags. Yep. So who has the most leverage in this entire situation if she knows more than we think or we got to see on screen that she does? It's weirdly Shiv. It is 100% Shiv. Only even if we could, like you remove what could have and possibly happened off screen, the fact that he gave her, he gave her a gift and said, here is a thing that could absolutely destroy me. What do you, what do you got for me? And she right. said, one night, it was a transaction number, done and done. Here you go, bud. <laughs> I like that idea. I, I like the idea that that was a transactional conversation when it just sort of came off like one dude was bombed out of his mind. And the other one was intaking useful information. Right. By the way, we now have more episode titles coming up. Uh, Next week's episode is Living Plus. The one after that is Tailgate Party. I wonder if that's like... Funeral. Yeah, drinking (laughs) in the parking lot of the funeral. And then two weeks or three weeks from now, America Decides. Oh my goodness, it's happening. It's happening. Conheads, fucking rise up. Oh, Rise man. up from the ashes as Connor gotta, becomes the president of this fictional universe. We got to get shirts or something made for I that want episode. shirts. And for Connor to be president, that'd be cool. Although we've heard nothing about him going up in the polls or anything. Could be a surprise. You never know. Actually, we did hear that Minken, the uh, forerunner for the Republican Party, has like a straight call in to ATN meetings. And it, it's like if the Republican frontrunner uh, listen to all the board calls of Fox News, right. which actually weird week for succession to be <laughs> happening at the same time as all of this Fox News stuff where they just lost the Dominion case and a shitload of money and then have to fire Tucker Carlson for whatever reason, especially just because this show before it was called succession was just called Murdoch. Like it was based on Rupert Murdoch, the dude who owns Fox News. It's based on their family. They just changed their names and then changed some situations. So the more that happens to Fox News uh, and the news that surrounds it itself while succession is happening. And obviously, less people are uh, attuned into succession than understand the real life consequences of fox news's actions but one day you know i I, listen i heard them mention and they name dropped succession on good morning football so like come on i want to bring this up you don't say suck in suck session because you're not supposed to i know you're not supposed to hit the suck that hard yeah succession 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 is what you're saying Succession. Succession. <laughs> Succession. What what do you say? Succession. Uh-uh. <laughs> that ain't it. <laughs> that ain't it, Chief. That ain't it, Chief. That ain't it, Chief. Succession. Succession, bro. <laughs> okay. Now you're just being difficult. That's what you're saying. I nah. Nope. Sick. According to the law, you Session? can't say nah. It's uh, against the FCC. Did you say FCC? Yep. No, SCC what? 
S U. This is confusing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I gotta go lay down. So this episode's over now. Bye.